When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to the FFSN Network Fans First Sports Network, and this is the Bear Claw Podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Joey Christopoulos. You can follow me at Joey Sports Guy. We're talking all things, everything's Chicago Bears all summer long, leading up to a hopefully a very exciting and more than a three-win season. So let's bring in a new member to the network here right now. You guys have already heard from Vincent and Quentin, too, as well. We got a new one on our team. His name is Dave Raspoli. You can follow him at It's Dave Raspoli. What's up, Dave? Joey, my tutty guy. How you doing, buddy? Uh, we're doing fantastic, man. And I'm bringing you on here for your inaugural episode to do what we like to do very best, which is talk fantasy football. Yes, it might be mid-May, but it is never too early to start making some predictions and prognostications about our Chicago Bears in fantasy football. Dave, just, uh, you know, first blush, you know, the Bears have made some moves. More offensive pieces, more offensive weapons. We're going to get to Justin Fields, but in general, you have to think that the fantasy arrow is at least pointing up on this Bears team. You'd like to think. Uh, I will say, uh, you know, spoiler alert, I am very excited for the real-life Bears. I think in fantasy, there are a lot of mouths to feed, which, Mm. great as a Bears fan, Maybe not so much as a fantasy manager, but that doesn't mean I won't draft them all, Joey. <laughs> that's why we that's why we play in five leagues, Dave. So that's you can right. Get a little bit of everybody, collect them yeah. all like they're Happy Meal toys uh, back right. in the 90s. Um, I'm, I wanted to keep this kind of open and open and free, man. You know, is there a position group that has you is taking up most of your mind space right now? Um, don't have to start with JF one if we don't want to, which position group right now, do you kind of want to start with and which one are you thinking about fantasy wise about maybe could be an intriguing group this year for the Chicago bears? Yeah, honestly, I think it's going to come out of the running back room, Joey. I'm very interested. I was very excited about Khalil Herbert. The second we dished Monty, we've talked off air for, for a while now talking about how I think Khalil Herbert should be our number one. He's a playmaker. When he's on the field, exciting things happen during uh, for our offense. Then we signed Deonta Foreman, and I thought, okay, thunder and lightning. I'm into it. You know, we have Getze. This feels very A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones-esque. I'm into that. The perfect role for Khalil Herbert, the perfect role for Diet Derrick Henry, as I call him, Deonta Foreman. And then, 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 Joey, in the draft, well, then we signed Travis Homer, which is, you know, come on, 
Let's let's be honest. Special teamer, maybe see some, you know, third downs deep, here and there. Deep sleeper, deep, deep, deep coma sleeper. But I will say, going into the draft, Joey, both our antennas were up because Deonta Foreman, Coil Herbert, lack in the pass protection department. So I was definitely looking at a few running backs in the class that were really good pass protectors. And one of the names that kept coming up at the top of all the lists in PFF ratings of really good pass protecting running backs was Roshan Johnson. And I was very excited when we drafted Rojo. Now, this is going to be one of those situations we got to monitor. Right now, gun to my head, I think the most valuable is probably going to be Deonta Foreman. If I was just looking at the three of them going, who do I think might be our goal line back? I'd say probably him. But man, oh man, this could be just a three-headed monster where the answer is none of them. Uh, the answer could be Roshan. The answer could be Khalil Hobart. I'd buy any of it at this point in the summer. Question is just going to be once we get to training camp. It's going to be reading between the tea leaves, seeing who's getting those first team reps, who's being used where, who's getting those high-value touches. Because I think as it stands now, our best goal line back is still JF1. And I yeah. think – yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And this is going to be one of those things where you, you said the word fluid, and I think you're perfectly encapsulating that right there because that's going to have to bake into the fantasy value for all three of these guys. Where if I'm incorrect on this, I think Khalil Herbert last year was drafted in most drafts, probably as a handcuff, probably in those last couple of rounds, not something that you're going to plug and play in right away. I know I played him for several weeks last year when David Montgomery went down, and he produced quite nicely. Deontay Foreman... Don't think that he was probably drafted in a lot of fantasy drafts last year, but eventually was the waiver wire pickup gem of the week when Christian McCaffrey got traded and he worked out and he played pretty well and obviously was another guy who produced too as well. And now you have Roshan Johnson who in May right now, the Chicago Bears, I mean, the hype train is is humming. They're, they're tossing coal in the fire of Roshan Johnson. Um, and it's not just B. John Robinson talking about it too. It's the coaching staff. Um, from Texas, it's coaching staff from the Chicago Bears. And when you say fluid, I mean, Dave, yeah, you, you alluded to it, right? This is going to be one of those situations where you're going to have to watch every single preseason game, right, to figure out who's going to be the lead guy week one. And is it also fair to say just because you draft one of these guys and they're the starter week one, it does not mean they're going to be the starter by week six, eight, 10, 12, and so on. Yeah, I think if I, if I was a betting man and I were to see who our week one starter is and who our week, say, 14 starter, I think week one, I would say it's probably Deonta Foreman. Mm -hmm. But I think week 14, I would put money on Roshan Johnson. I think he will win out the job. I think he's the best all-around back in that room as of today. The second he signs his rookie contract, he's the best all-around back. I think we got a steal. I'm excited. But either way, I mean, this could be a fluid situation, and I'm okay with that. It may be game-dependent. It may be opponent-dependent. It may be just, look, we have three awesome backs, and they all have strengths, and they all have some weaknesses. So let's just kind of figure it out and do what the Seahawks and the Eagles do and just rotate three guys, keep healthy legs throughout the year because, Joey, we did the third most running last year, and we are the run heaviest team since 2011 yep. in all of the NFL. So the Bears are going to run the football. We know that. So 
oh, I'm okay with having three really good backs. Fantasy, maybe a little bit of a headache. Yeah, until they started sitting, um, you know, JF1 got a little banged up later in the year. They were actually on pace to break the Baltimore Ravens record for most team rushing yards in a season. They had the most rushing yards among anyone in the NFL last year. So you have to think that's going to continue to happen. And maybe not at the same clip, right, but very, very similar. And the thing that is, I think the hope is, right, the hope is, I think the dream is that Roshan Johnson becomes the running back of the future. And Deontay Foreman is a solid sturdy i don't even know if you want to call him a veteran but a guy that kind of helps out in that first month and a half of the season and sort of takes that back seat a little bit and roshan takes over but dave what i'm hearing from you too as well is does khalil herbert's fantasy value change at all in your opinion i don't think so honestly i think the battle is between foreman and roshan johnson honestly of like who's going to take that monty role and Khalil Herbert is going to be the role he was last year, which honestly I think is probably his best suited role. He comes in two drives, Roshan, two drive or one drive, Khalil Herbert, you know, mm-hmm. two drives, Deontay Foreman, one drive is Khalil Herbert because then he is fresh and he is able to break off those big runs, you know, and, and, and be that kind of game changer that he needs to be. But I don't think he's a, a 300 carry guy by any means. Well, and so maybe to wrap up on the running back position, is it also fair to say that maybe his ceiling isn't the highest, but Khalil Herbert is probably the surest bet from a fantasy perspective? Like, at least if I'm going in there, and we're, we're talking now, guys, everyone, we're talking rounds 10, 11, 12, 13. If I'm taking Khalil Herbert, at least I know what I'm getting, right? I'm getting those 8 to 12 touches a game, and you're hoping for those 60 to 80 yards. Maybe he pops on for a touchdown. Maybe he gets you a little bit more. I'm just kind of curious, you know, we won't know for a while, right? But Deontay Foreman, even though he is the week one starter, Dave, I don't really get that excited about him just yet. I think Kula Herbert's probably the safest bet out of that running back room right now. Yeah, I think the beauty right now, if we're strictly talking fantasy, and again, so much is going to change ADP-wise, but I do wet my beak in the best ball streets, Joey. Uh, and I've been doing some drafts just to kind of get a gauge for ADP, you know, just throwing a couple bucks that way. Yeah. And I will say that all three Bears backs are very affordable and you can get them all very late. You can get two of the three, you can get all three in the final rounds and just figure it out as it comes. Um, so I think if anything, they're going to be priced accordingly and fairly. Yeah, and I think Khalil Herbert's definitely going to have some great daily fantasy value um, early on in the season. And if you can if you can pop right away, find the right matchup, I think it'll work out. Dave, is it possible? I don't know. Uh, clearly, we, we don't have the history on this, but is it possible? We're in Chicago Bears drafts, right? We're in Chicago Bears league, so this is probably more likely. But is it a possibility that in a large swath of leagues across America, all three Bears running backs are taken all in the same draft? Or do you think one of them at least probably makes it to the waiver wire like a Roshan Johnson is a little bit of a prove-it situation? Yeah, I think there's going to be an odd man out. Uh, And I think we'll know that headed into camp, or rather coming out of camp. And I think that'll be reflected in fantasy football drafts. I I don't think any Bears player not named Justin Fields is going to be a hot commodity. In fantasy football this year, I think they're all going to come at discounts. And that means if the Bears take a step forward, someone is helping someone to the championship because that means Bears players Mm -hmm. are screaming values. Whereas last year, 
and the year before they were overvalued, right? We're paying top dollar for Allen Robinson. Um, you know, some guy named Joey Christopoulos takes David Montgomery in the second round every year and, and is disappointed. But no, his know, name is Ezekiel Elliott, Dave. <laughs> that's right. That's your boy. I forgot. It's Zeke. You take David Montgomery in the next round. Um, but, you know, I think this year presents some upside because wherever there is not clarity in fantasy football, there is some uh, money to be made, I believe. And I think in our backfield and let's move on to the receiving core. We're in a similar situation here. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, look, you know, Roshan Johnson could be a league winner week eight, week one, week nine. We won't really know that. Right. Um, and that's going to be a really interesting thing. And definitely the Chicago Bears are a team to watch in training camp from the running back position to make the right fantasy choice. Uh, yeah, let's move on to the receiving core. Um, let's start with the big star. Let's start with the guy that's being brought in, DJ Moore from the Carolina Panthers. Wow, Dave, already. Fresh, new, brand already. Brand new, uh, seven sizes too big in true jersey fashion. I'm sporting my DJ Moore jersey. It was given to me by my wife for my birthday. It just arrived the other day. So I'm talking hot off the press. Wow, hot off yeah. the press and hopefully hot for the Chicago Bears this year. I mean, they haven't had a number one wide receiver. It is funny. A lot of people go around, just really quick, Dave, and Twitter you see this like DJ Moore's already the greatest Bears wide receiver that we've ever had in franchise history. Brandon Marshall, right? Am I wrong? I, I He's a jerk, right? No one wants to remember the Brandon Marshall, Mark Trestman era, but I mean, come on, Brandon Marshall was an incredible player for us. I would say the first two years we got out of Allen Robinson uh, is, is up there as well. I think uh, Alshon Je Jeffries like prime year, he could be in the top three, four conversation. We've had good receivers, not a lot of them. Um, but look, I think DJ Moore has an opportunity to be uh, that guy. But I my concerns are volume. We talked about being the run heaviest team, possibly almost on our way to breaking records. I think we're probably still in top 10 as far as rushing is concerned when all said and done in 2023 and how how much uh how much of the pie is there to go around uh we have uh, a deep wide receiver core which is something we haven't said in a long time it's certainly something we did not say last year oof that wide receiver room um, but there's options now yeah but does that does that mean uh, DJ Moore is going to get peppered with double digit targets every game. I would say probably not, you know? Uh, well, and the, the other big one with DJ Moore too, Dave is, and, and this is Carolina Panthers and just in general, it's touchdowns. Yeah. Seven, right? I mean, uh, seven you know, last year was his, was his career high. It's usually four in the bank was the DJ Moore fantasy thing is every year four touchdowns. That's just right. what he does. And that's that dude, that's a tough sell for me. And the big, the big issue. And I think Chicago bears are probably going to make bears. Fans are going to make this mistake come fantasy drafts is in my opinion. I think that he's the number one wide receiver in the Chicago bears. I think he's definitely gonna make the offense better. But if you're building a fantasy team, Dave, I don't think he's the first wide receiver you take off the board, right? I think you need to get one of those blue chip guys above that, right? I mean, are you in agreement with that? Can you start a fantasy roster with DJ DJ Moore as your number one 
um, and maybe try and find some value and, and some depth on the other ends? And is, is he a number one wide receiver? Should he be going rounds two and three in fancy drafts? Uh, absolutely not. No, I, I, if we were ranking today, I would have DJ Moore as a wide receiver three. I think he's somewhere in the 30 to 35 range. Probably he finished last year as the wide receiver 33 and he had a heck of a year. He had his best touchdown, um, you know, uh, seven touchdowns, his best of his career. And he was getting peppered with targets and the Carolina Panthers were throwing for their lives. And yes, it was with multiple bad quarterbacks. So maybe his efficiency goes up, but his volume comes down a little bit. And I think he's probably going to go in that, you know, wide receiver 20 range when I feel like the kinds of names you should be thinking about around DJ Moore is Christian Watson, Deontay Johnson, Mike Pittman, mm -hmm. Drake London. Mm -hmm. Those are wide receivers 28 through 33 right now on underdog ADP. Those are the kinds of guys I would feel comfortable taking DJ Moore around. But even some of those names I go, you know, because these are all guys who are number one on bad offenses pass offenses rather you know uh Deontay Johnson Mike Pittman Drake London what does it mean to be a number one on a team that runs all the time and isn't in the red zone a ton yeah. what does that mean what does it mean to be a number one wide receiver attached to a quarterback who's going to throw under 30 touchdowns what does that mean fantasy wise yeah and that can mean a decent number, right? Six catches for 73 yards, about 10 points if you're doing the half-point PPR. Um, but that isn't necessarily winning your league. And I'm with you, Dave. And look, I'm super excited to have DJ Moore on the Chicago Bears. And look, this is a fantasy football conversation we're having here. And I think he's going to make the Chicago Bears better. But at the same time, just because you're saying that he's wide receiver 33 doesn't mean that you're knocking him. It just means that there's a lot of really good wide receivers in the NFL, a lot of high-octane offenses. And for the Chicago Bears... I'm not sure that they're going to be the pass forward offense that we're all thinking, you know, it's still going to be a run heavy unit. Right. And hopefully JF one's going to take his shots down the field, but I'm with you, man. And it's really going to probably come down to, it's going to come down to touchdowns, right? Cause it, just as you mentioned with the volume, you know, I think, what do you think a successful season looks like for DJ Moore? 70 to 80 catches a thousand yards. And then the touchdown ratio probably then dictates what kind of fantasy value he has. Yeah, and I just think think about our red zone package. Like, think about all of the the running back names we just mentioned. Think about uh, we have two two receiving tight ends now, and we have JF one who is mm -hmm. an absolute threat to run it in every single time. And we have Chase Claypool. Like, in with all of those names, you're looking at DJ Moore. You know who's on a smaller side for an X receiver, like that's your red zone guy. Probably not like mm -hmm. DJ Moore is going to cross the goal line when he caught a 25 yard bomb or took a slant to the house. Like that's his game and that's how it should be. Um, but when we get down there, I don't think um, DJ Moore is going to be our big weapon and he shouldn't be. We yeah. have plenty of other options. Like I could see absolutely if you were like, which wide receiver is going to end up with the most touchdowns. If I had to bet, I would say Chase Claypool. Like, if all things break right, that's who it should be. That's who should be our red zone monster. I hope he picks up his his touchdown game because that would mean that that pick was worth it. Um, you know, but if I were to pick one Bears wide receiver that I would feel comfortable with at his price on draft day that I think maybe might be able to return the most dividends, 
I think it's Darnell Mooney. So that was my next question is uh, I, I was honestly asking the question, do you think Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, and Tyler Scott out of those three, which one of them actually get drafted in most fantasy leagues? I think it's going to be Darnell Mooney. I think Chase Claypool may get drafted. and Because he got dropped. He got dropped by the end of last year, right? So now he's in that area of like he could maybe end and make his way to the waiver wire. Wouldn't wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I do want to timestamp this. I don't know what's going on with Mooney's injury. It was like brought up yeah. and then it was kind of poo-pooed. I don't know how healthy the guy is, so that's definitely something to monitor. But Darnell Mooney was an awesome fantasy wide receiver two three when he was a number two for the bears and i think this is what he was destined to be i think we forced him into the number one role last year and everybody overdrafted him because we thought there's nobody else like it's equanimous dante pettis is on the team you know like we had no wide receivers so we just imagined that darnell mooney was going to get 100 targets a game that didn't happen he couldn't stay healthy he wasn't as efficient as he once was. I think he's destined for that number two role, and I think he can thrive in it. And I think he's shown rapport with JF1, and I could see Darnell Mooney being a fun flex, often in shootout potential. Like, start Darnell Mooney in the flex versus the Lions. Put it down. You know what I mean? Like, I could definitely see myself doing something like that. Yeah, matchup dependent for sure. And again, you know, Chase Claypool, I think he was a guy that got drafted in almost every single league last year. And by the end of the year, he was probably a guy that ended up on the bubble, especially after the Bears trade. I mean, he was unusable after the Bears trade. Um, Some of that's kind of understandable. And again, this year, it's interesting where even if he has the touchdowns, is he going to have the yards, right? And is he going to have the targets? He seems like a guy that can maybe be three catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. Okay, that got you 14 points, but man, that's a really, that's a tiny, tiny little margin for error. Uh, Moving on to the tight end side, let's keep it simple. The arrival of Robert Tunyon, does that, I mean, what does that do for Cole Komet being a top 10 tight end in fantasy? Just top 10, um, you know, in that that beautiful Croft, Dawson Knox um, area right there. And also keep in mind, too, as well, you know, a lot of teams drafted some tight ends super high this year. So maybe it's going to be harder to get into the top 10, even though the tight end position was so brutal last year. Can Cole Komet replicate what he did last year or even improve upon what he did last year, Dave? Yeah, I don't think necessarily Robert Tunyon affects too much of Cole Komet's fantasy value. Like, I don't think Robert Tunyon's getting, you know, uh, 60 plus targets. You know, Mm -hmm. I think he's going to he's going to be a nice piece for us. He'll be using the red zone every now and then, but he was faded by the Packers twice and then they let him go to, to a division rival. So I, I don't think Robert Tunyon is the guy who caught, you know, what was it? 13, 16 touchdowns three seasons ago. Um, but as far as Cole Komet's fantasy value is concerned, I think he is a tight end too. I don't think he's a top 10 guy. I don't think he's a top 12 guy. I think he's a guy who will end up on your fantasy roster because you drafted, you know, the rookie Kyle Pitts, end, again. Kyle Pitts or whoever, and you get frustrated and you pick up Cole Komet and you play him for a start or two. And then, you know, uh, you get frustrated with him. And, and I'm sorry, my baby's crying. I don't know if you can hear that in the background. She does not like me talking about Cole Komet at all. She's a big Robert Tanyan fan. <laughs> 
<laughs> but honestly, I think uh, Cole Komet is just a spot start guy, a good a good backup tight end to have on your bench. And I, I think uh, last year he was inconsistent, and this year he's going to be inconsistent. I mean, the trend, Joey, is all of this is great for the real-life Bears, but as you can see, in fantasy, I think – Everything is going to be muddy and all of the Bears players are going to be up and down because for once we have many options. Yeah. We have many options. But all of that, if you if you like any of these guys, just draft Justin Fields. Get you Which the guy throwing him all the ball. That brings us to the big one, the final one, Dave, before we get out of here. Let's talk Justin Fields, right? And you you just illustrated it so perfectly is that they've got all these different options doesn't matter where it's coming from as long as it's getting in the end zone, right? And especially in the red zone, that's where Justin Fields should have the ball in his hands more often than not making plays, whether it's with his legs or with his arm, to score points. So, Dave, Justin Fields, we talk all about it. Where does he rank in the pecking order as a quarterback? But as a fantasy football quarterback, Dave, is Justin Fields a top eight quarterback right now? Joey, he's top five. You're going there. Jalen Hurts treatment, right? Absolutely. Uh, just a couple of things about Justin Fields' season last year. QB six in total points. That's how he finished the season, having missed a game. Okay. QB five in a points per game basis from week five to week 12, which is when he got injured. The QB one, the overall QB. JF one, numero one? JF one. He was the top fantasy quarterback beating. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Joey. You want to talk about upside? You want to talk about ceiling? Only two quarterbacks crossed the 40-point mark in a standard scoring fantasy league last year. Can you name those two quarterbacks? JF1 is one of them. Do you remember and the then, game? Um, ooh, the game. Uh, was it the Dolphins game? You are correct. Nice. Um, and then the other quarterback. Ooh, I mean, is it Jalen Hurts? I'm just going to, just for the sake of dead time, throw it's one a, out there. It's a good guess, buddy, and I tricked you. It's Justin Fields versus the Twice. Dolphins. Justin Fields versus the Lions. It was back-to-back -back week nine, week 10, a 40-point performance and a 43-point performance, okay? Jalen Hurts couldn't sniff that. Josh Allen could sniff that. That's the kind of ceiling he got with Dante Pettis, mm -hmm. uh, the 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 ghost of um. Geez, who who are we trotting out week week nine and ten? Like you I, I St. Brown, Nikhil Harry, Nikhil um, Harry. Thank you. That's what I was thinking. The ghost of Nikhil Harry was out there catching one pass. This is. This is what we've done since that season, Joey. We've got a rock-solid right tackle. How about DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, uh, uh, you know, another receiving tight end, a really awesome carousel of three running backs, two of them good pass catchers. I just think we kind of set the floor for Justin Fields. And you know, Joey, in fantasy, it's all about rushing. Like when a quarterback can throw and rush, we saw it last year with Jalen Hurts. He's going to go as like the QB one or two this year. Like that's just what's going to happen. Happen with Josh Allen. Mahomes deserves to be in the top three still. Those are like the lock solid top three. 
But then once you get out of that, you can make an argument for a lot of guys. And I understand if people say the next guy should be Lamar Jackson. And I would say, okay, great. Every pro argument you have for Lamar Jackson, I can throw that right to JF1 or vice versa. Joe Burrow would probably be the next name that makes the most sense. But we remember this from just two seasons ago in fantasy football when Matthew Stafford threw 40 touchdowns and 4,000 plus yards, and he was only the QB four or three. It's like if you're a pocket passer in fantasy football, if you're going to be like a top three guy, you have to be, you have to have like the Tom Brady season. You have to be so lights out. But when you rush, when you can run for the you know, 30, 40 yards in a game and throw a touchdown or two in fantasy, you just you just can't touch that. And I think me personally, once those three are gone, I'm looking at JF1. And sure, I'm a Bears fan, but you know what? We When was the last time we were like, draft a Bears quarterback in the top four of fantasy football? And it's a smart decision. Jay Cutler, Mark Trestman year. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. Well, and then and look, that's the thing is that when we're talking about all this stuff in the red zone, all these options and everything, I still think Justin Fields is going to have anywhere between eight to 12 rushing touchdowns next year. I mean, he might be able to break off a couple, but I'm still seeing in that five, six, seven yard range. I still want the ball in JF one's hands, trying to score a touchdown off some misdirection. I also like with all the options and the depth that you mentioned, we have now, I mean, pick a guy in terms of the end around game. When we're doing RPOs with the running back in the backfield and we got a guy in motion coming around for that end around, you've got DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, Valus Jones, Tyler Scott. Take your pick, honestly. A lot of different guys can we flash out there to cause some little misdirection to get a little extra space for JF1. So uh, final question, then we're getting out of here. You mentioned it, you know, obviously we have seen quarterbacks go in the first round before, like Patrick Mahomes in some seasons past. I feel like last year, it was in vogue to see a Josh Allen, a Patrick Mahomes probably go somewhere in the second round, maybe even in the third, early third round when some of the quarterbacks start flying off the board. So if you're a Chicago Bears fan, you want Justin Fields, where do you have to draft this guy? And where do you think it's probably the most appropriate to probably draft him based on the value uh, to have him on your team next year? Great question. And that's a tough one because I you don't want to go too high, right? You, you want to, too, you want to look smart. You want to look wanna, smart. You want to look smart, but what became clear in last year's fantasy landscape, there's always like a, what you should have done to kind of win your league. You know, mm-hmm. um, two years ago, it was like, you should have got these handful of running backs last year. It was like, you had to have that elite quarterback. It was really hard to win it all without one of the elites. Um, and I think there's going to be an overcorrection this year in fantasy draft, especially back home leagues. I think someone will probably take Mahomes or Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts in the back of the first round, early second round. Do it. Do you it. Know? Yeah. Um, I think the sweet spot for Justin Fields is probably early fourth round. Um, but I am willing if I am in a spot where they're starting to go. And I don't know if he'll come back to me or I don't know. Like, this is the year I'm going to add Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow to that list. So that puts us at, what, seven? Yeah, no, and I was also going to say, too, um, I think a great strategy might be, let's say you really want Justin Fields. Look, you can't 
stop anyone from taking him third or fourth off the quarterback list, right? If that happens, then he's just gone. But like you said, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, right? I think you should try and let someone take Lamar and should let someone take Joe Burrow. I would even let someone maybe take Justin Herbert. And then, like, once you see the the Lamar, Burrow, and Justin Herbert, once you see those guys flying off the board, I think that's when you have to start thinking about pouncing on JF1, right around that I, area. I think, Joey, by the time fantasy football drafts are happening, I think Justin Fields will be the consensus QB5. That's just my prediction. Wow. I think that's just – I think we're going to get into preseason hype train. Uh, I've seen it in these best ball drafts already, and these are only the Sharps drafting right now. Um, they're drafting – I've seen JF1 go four, you know. Mm. Um, and mm. I think he's going to get the Lamar Jackson treatment, and he's going to go up and up. Um, so I think if you want him, you better be ready as soon as you see the top three go you better be ready to pounce on him after those three go. And I think that could be round three possibly. And then it's just a pick your poison. What kind of drafter are you? Um, if you're a weight on quarterback guy, that may be way too sweet for you. Um, I certainly in years past have never touched a quarterback before like the fifth round. Um, but this year I may change it up. You know, I may change it up because Joey, like I said, as a Bears fan and as a fantasy football analyst, those two things rarely meet in the middle, Joey. So I'm not going to mess it up this year. I want him on my team. And it's not going to be a bad decision because his floor, I mean, even if you take JF1 in the third round, I think like week to week, you're going to feel really good. So you're saying at the corner of insanity and reality <laughs> is, where, is where Bears fans are going to meet with JF1. Now, look, the, the I, I can see, of, I can see him getting taken in the second round. I, I think I, a Bears fan in one of our leagues, dude, is going to take him in the second round. It's going to happen. Mark it down. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that happening, especially, like I said, if if the preseason hype train starts going crazy, you know what I mean? Like, especially in the fantasy football world, the hype trains are insane. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Matthew Berry writes an article about the postman that changed his life for 2000 words and then does a thing on JF one. You know what I mean? Like it's going to happen. Bijan Robinson hasn't played an NFL snap and he's going as the RB three right now. Total. Mm. Mm -hmm. He's, he's, he's RB three. And I think he'll be the RB two by the time drafts come around. Like it'll go Christian McCaffrey, Bijan, and there'll be someone in your league who takes Bijan first. And he's never played an NFL snap. The hype train is gnarly and it's coming. But I feel like it's gonna come for JF one because the numbers don't lie, and this is a this is this is a dude who who stuck as the QB one for multiple weeks. He has it in his realm of outcomes. I think people are gonna make the easy comparison of like when did Josh Allen, when did Jalen Hurts make their jump when they got a true number one receiver? Do I think DJ Moore is AJ Brown or freaking Stephon Diggs? No, no, I don't. But do I think there could still be room to grow and he could take a step forward and that would put him in the top four category? 100%, Joe. Prepare yourself now. We're telling you right now in May. Choo-choo. Get, get, your, get your game plan ready if you want Justin Fields to be on your fantasy team because, yeah, I think that the hype is going to be very large, very high, and hopefully very, very real for the Chicago Bears this season. That's going to do it on the Bear Claw Podcast right here on FFSN. 
Fans First Sports Network. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. I'm Joey Christopoulos. You can follow me at Joey Sports Guy. Thanks so much to my guest and future co-host, Dave Rispoli. You can follow him at It's Dave Rispoli, fantasy football expert, Teddy Guy himself. Thanks so much for coming on, Dave. Bear down, Joey. Got another episode coming up real soon. Thanks so much for checking out this one. Tell a friend while you're at it to come on back and uh, have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you soon.